0: Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the GROSHAK Turkey update from the 11th of April, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. The Turkish Red Crescent reported that the national blood stocks have dropped below the minimum level. Some say that there's hardly enough blood to last three days. The Red Crescent has recently lost credibility due to its selling its tents to social aid organizations instead of directly donating them to the earthquake zone. After the scandal, apparently many people stopped donating blood to the organization because they didn't trust it with their blood. Both Khalidz Darlu and Ekrem Imamoglu, the mayor of Istanbul and one of the leading opposition figures, reminded people how much of an urgent issue this was and encouraged people to put politics beside and donate blood. Similarly, the ruling Justice and Development Party said, quote, "'You shouldn't burn a whole bedding just because you're bothered by a flea,' end quote. People jokingly replied, "'Maybe the flea should resign.' meaning the head of the Red Crescent. Moving on, Mahir Akuyon, a graphic designer, designed the stickers that said, is this expensive? Thank Erdogan. Or, this product is expensive because of us. Keep that in mind while voting. With Erdogan and Devlet Bahceli's pictures on it. Some people printed the stickers and put them on some market goods. The stickers then went viral on social media. Following this, on Friday the 7th, the police detained Akuyon for insulting the president. They released him after taking his testimony. Many pointed out how this news came shortly after Khalid Darulu, the opposition presidential candidate, said that he'd abolished the law that criminalized insulting the president. Some people said that Okun's detention was an attempt at intimidating the opposition before the election. On to some opposition news. Now, many people oppose Muharrem Inge's candidacy, saying that he is dividing opposition votes and that he might cause the opposition to lose to Erdogan in the elections. In the presidential election, the candidate has to get at least 50% of the votes in order to win. If no one reaches 50%, then the two candidates with the highest votes go for a second round. Inje said that he'd get 30% in the first round and win the second round with 65% of the votes. Devlet Bacelli, the head of the Nationalist People's Party, a member of the ruling alliance, spoke in favor of Muharram Inje saying that it was valuable that Inje wasn't in talks with terrorist organizations, implying that the nation's alliance, the opposition alliance, was. Many found it odd that the ruling alliance was complementing the opposition. Some thought that Muharram Inje might be appearing as an opposition figure to divide the votes, but could secretly be working for the ruling party instead. On a separate occasion, Mansur Yawash, the opposition mayor of Ankara, recalled how, before he took office, The ruling party said that if the opposition took over the municipality, they would hire members from the Kurdish Workers' Party, which Turkey deems a terrorist organization, and that the municipality would drown in debt. He pointed out that none of this happened, and Ankara has become a self-sufficient city. He added that now the ruling alliance was trying to bring up the same propaganda on a presidential level. More on Mansur Yawash. He announced that starting on Monday the 10th, he will start election campaigning alongside Khalid Starolu, he added that because of this, he won't get his monthly payment from the Ankara municipality. On that note, Mansur Yawash and Ekrem Imamalu, both opposition mayors, will become vice presidents if Kılıçdaroğlu Darulu wins the presidential election. Ersan Shin, a legal expert, said that they were public servants and should resign from their positions if they want to join politics. To this, Mansur Yawash said that there was nothing illegal about taking part in a campaign and being a mayor. He, however, added that if he becomes vice president, he wouldn't be getting multiple salaries from different positions, referencing how pro-government names often receive money from more than one institution. Some more news on the election. Along with the presidential candidates, the political parties and alliances also submitted their parliament member candidates. The deadline for the candidate lists ended on Sunday the 9th. Now the Supreme Election Board is evaluating the lists. Let's talk about the lists. The members of the Nations Alliance submitted their list under two parties, the Republican People's Party and the Good Party. There are normally six parties in the coalition, but the two have the highest voters, so in order to secure more members in the parliament, they submitted a joint list. So, on the ballot, there will only be the logos of the two parties for the Nations Alliance. On the other hand, the members of the ruling People's Alliance decided to submit their lists under their own party's name. It came as a surprise, as people had expected that the ruling alliance would also put together a joint list to secure seats in the parliament. More on the opposition. On Sunday the 9th, Ümit Uzda, the head of the Victory Party, tweeted that he didn't want the Democratic People's Party, or HDP, often associated with Kurdish terrorist organizations, to win the cities of Kars and Idir. He said that the two cities couldn't tolerate any more HDP attacks, implying that it is a terrorist organization in itself. He said that the party wouldn't nominate their own parliament member candidates in these cities and support the most patriotic candidate in the region instead. Speaking of the Victory Party, a video of Sinan Owan, the presidential candidate of the party, speaking Russian with a Russian tourist at the Istiklal Street in Istanbul went viral on social media. The Victory Party is an extremely nationalistic party and their main focus is sending Syrian refugees and other illegal immigrants back to their countries. In the video, OAN takes pictures with the tourists and sends greetings to Russia, whereas OZDA complains in the background. On to some news on the economy. Yener Karadinez, a journalist from the news outlet The Economim, claimed that the central bank carries more money to the Grand Bazaar in Istanbul on wheels daily to buy foreign currency. It reportedly exchanges 5 billion liras, around 250 million U.S. dollars, every day. Karadinez reported that the bank transports the money in the Interior Ministry's official vehicles. The sources from the bazaar said that this exchange caused the currency exchange rate within the bazaar to go above the market rates. More on the economy. Bulent Arinch, a pro-government figure, said that the government has to be honest about the decrease in living conditions. He said that if people have to pay over 500 liras for groceries that they used to buy for only 70 liras, the government should acknowledge this. The executive usually claimed that people were living in abundance and doing exceptionally well financially. So, Arinch's remarks came as a surprise. Back to the elections. On Monday the 10th, Hussein Bosch, the head of the Independent Turkey Party, announced that his party withdrew from the election to support the nation's alliance, the Opposition Alliance. On the matter, Bosch said in a tweet that someone needed to make a sacrifice. And that's it for this week. What's your favorite food? Let us know at at turkeyatpodcast.com. Hoşçakalın!